Hey, thanks for joining me, Josh. I'm uh, looking forward to diving in and finding out more about you know you as a person, you uh, your business ventures. Um, thanks for thanks for making the time to hang with me. Likewise, thanks for making the time to hang with me. You're welcome. So, if it, to backstory for the uh, audience and listeners, I met you through the the Podmax event, uh, mm-hmm. on Air Brands Podmax event, which is one of your business adventures. I know you have a few <laughs> things going. I want to dive into, and you know, you said something during that event that really piqued my interest because I'm all about you know, this podcast is enhancing the human experience, sharing best practices for living. I think when we share our experience, hmm. the, the, the positive and the so-called negative, we learn from one another, right? And it's just, just community of sharing. And so I want to dive into to what you said. But first of all, why don't you share your, your, your journey um, to this point, however you see, see fit? Where, where'd you come from to get to on-air brands and PodMax. Okay, so those that's that's sort of a two-step process. First, I'll bring you back to the beginning of um, how I became the hidden entrepreneur, which is who I am today. Uh, and that's simply because I spent 40 plus years hiding. I showed up in every situation hiding all of my true talent, my true skill, my true ability, everything that I was capable of doing remained hidden because I was desperately seeking the approval of others. Mm. And I also felt like I didn't want to rock the boat, meaning I was aware that even as a young child, that if I dare come forward with something really cool, really able, something really in my wheelhouse, and you saw it as such, you might I might have inadvertently shine a light on your insecurities. Mm. And guess what? You might retaliate in some form or another. And I didn't feel like I had the strength or the, or the support to defend against that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to avoid that altogether. Let me just, you know, have everybody like me. And I set out uh, on a lifetime of seeking that approval. Had a 15 year detour as an actor filmmaker in New York, which uh, putting the pieces together, you could probably see why Mm -hmm. I took that looking for those just (laughs) like me applaud for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when you get those applaud, you come home and you're back where you started alone, depressed and miserable. So that took me all through my adulthood cut to today. I have two adoring children, a seven year old daughter, a five year old son, who I give all the credit for helping me leave that life of misery and depression because early on in their young lives, I realized I see what's happening here. I'm the child in this circle and I'm the one throwing the temper tantrum. And they're looking back at me like, uh, you got work to do. And I was like, yeah, I do. You guys continue doing what you're doing. I'm not going to make the mistake to change them. And you guys do this and do that. And I'm just going to, Because I knew if I kept down that path, how would it wind up for them? Not well. So I knew in that moment that there was a change I needed to make. I didn't know how, but I said, slowly but surely, I'm going to take an evaluation. I'm going to assess who I am, what I'm doing that might be contributing to this misery all my life. And I said, okay, well, there are small, medium, and large habits, patterns, and beliefs that I'm doing that are probably playing against me. And I should. I should probably stop doing that every single night. Mm-hmm. could probably work that out. Uh, maybe I'll do lunch a little bit differently in this regard. Maybe I'll wake up differently like this, or maybe that's playing into it. 
And just one step at a time, I started replacing the negative habits, thoughts, and beliefs with slightly better ones. Over a handful of years, that continues to build on itself as long as your why, the reason you're doing everything you're doing, you have a strong enough motivation, which to this day, my children are that. And uh, it just it just works on each. It just builds. And, you know, today I'm I'm on a show like yours. So everything's working out for the better, I can say. And now I can double back into how I created. Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you I'm glad you picked up on that and talked about the hidden entrepreneur, because that is exactly what you said, you know, that that you had been living this this life of holding yourself back. And that's why Mm. I wanted you to come on. So I'm glad you you kind of went on that road. Yeah. So, so uh, let me ask you this uh, while we're on this, this topic here too. So how many years ago was this that when you had this realization from your kids, Hey, I want to change. This was about three to four years ago. Wow. You went on a fast track then, huh? Is it? Yeah. I I would imagine I I was going to ask you. So before that, were you, were you aware of, it sounds like you had a moment of awareness, like, Hey, I need to fix this. You know, cause I think that's the first step for us to, to be aware of, of what we want and where we're at and know the gap. Like, yeah, well, I always, I, I've, I've always been into self-help, personal growth, personal development, but most of my adult life, when I was aware of that and into it, I just, there was just no change even with that awareness. So it's not like I just woke up one day and realized that personal growth and development is a thing and maybe I should look into it. I've always tried, but because I I didn't have all the pieces in play, I I couldn't begin a journey. And again, I think it took my children to really kick me in the butt and say, okay, it's, it's now or never. Cause you know, I, I don't want them continuing to see me in this awful way. Cause then they turn out the same way. So what I realized is I've been all my life, like we do, no matter where we are in life, we attract who we are and what we think we want consciously or subconsciously. So I spent 10 years running my own uh, digital marketing agency and I was miserable. And Mm. so were my clients and I attracted Mm. that and I couldn't break through certain levels of success. And I would, looking back, I would sabotage certain pieces of success, which is a very real thing and, and quite unfortunate. And finally, when I had the realization, I said, you know what? I'm now looking at this like any other toxic relationship. It ain't good for me. I got to go. I don't know where I'm going. It's like if you're in a relationship and you know you got to get out, you don't know what your next relationship might be. You just know that this one is not where you got to be right now. So Mm -hmm. I took that business and I said, I got to go. And I sort of ripped that Band-Aid off. And I said, I don't know what's next. But I took some time, a few months to really work out what I want to do, figured out that, you know what? I've been selling myself short all my life. Why would I just do what I know darn well I'm capable of doing? And I know that we are all in the same boat, whether it's very conscious and aware or subtly behind the scenes, we know what we're capable of doing. We are just scared out of our minds to do it. So I said, I can't do that. And (laughs) the phrase hidden entrepreneur came to me and I started crafting that story. And what does that mean? And wow, let me just go out and start speaking this. And I said, 
a podcast. I've never had one before, but you know what? I'd be good at that. I think that I might enjoy that role. Let me start a podcast and I'll look for all the opportunities and see where it leads. One interview guest led to another, led to another. I started getting the confirmation that I was doing well, which builds confidence. And I said, I'm grabbing that confidence because I'm, I'm good, right? I'm going to acknowledge my worth finally. And then uh, um, in the summer of 2019, I, uh, I had the opportunity to take my show to an event and record episodes of my show. And I met Eric Cabral there, who was a guest on my show after the interview. He said, you know what? I'm from Jersey. You're from Jersey. I have a studio there. Why don't you come down and check it out? And maybe we could do something together. I was all for that. Mm -hmm. And um, I did. And we had rapport. We had synergy. And lo and behold, um, I never left. And we built a, a great thing that is still going, which is PodMax to this day. But I always say that the reason that happened is because I first was able to show up in a way that attracts the very people that I want. So in my old profession, I was miserable and angry, thus attracting those very people. So now when you show up as your best possible self, you're going to attract the very people who reflect that back to you and say, man, I like that. I like what you're doing. Let's do something together. And life works beautifully that way. Wow. I, you know, I, I think you are so right that we we have a tendency to play small. We have a tendency to conform like Earl Nightingale talked about. And it's mm -hmm. very, it's very dangerous for human beings who are expansive creatures and we are creators and we do want to shine. You know, we, we're built to shine, but we, we dull that. Um, what age did you just, you said you meant you kind of realized that at a young age, that if you, if you played small, if you kind of, you know, laid low, mm. it would make other people feel better. What age yeah. were you? I mean, when you had that realization? Oh, uh, single digits, certainly. Okay. And then um, there are some stories that in my young teens, like in middle school and high school, where, for example, my quote unquote best friend, and I say that because as you'll hear in the story, what kind of, you know, with, with friends like that, I had a pretty robust baseball card collection. And uh, it was sort of one of my prides that I did as a teen. And my friend came over and started, you know, he's like, hey, let's look at some baseball cards. And we were like looking through them together. And right in front of me, he was, it was almost like a, like a joke that you would see in a movie, but he was so obviously taking some of my best cards and, and pocketing them, mm -hmm. stealing them. And you would think that I would know what to say in that situation. Ugh, it's gut-wrenching to even think about it to this day. But this is how deep the problem ran. I saw it. First of all, he was so obvious about it. But I saw it and didn't say a word about it. And he did it a few times, just taking my mm -hmm. cards. I, I, I just let it happen. Well, you didn't, you probably didn't have the tools, didn't have the ability, right? I mean, we've all been there in some way. Um, to that, open that, my mouth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, to express that, you know, and like I said, the, the reason your story resonated with me so much is because, you know, like you said, I think we all have that. I definitely had that. It sounds like you were a, 
a people pleaser too. And a, and a can, you know, you just want to win along to get along, help people. It's totally, it's totally resonated with me. That's why I was so excited to have you come on and share your story because, mm. you know, I, I think people, you, you have a platform, you have a way to broadcast your story. I think a lot of people experience this, but maybe haven't done the inner work that you've done and the, the awareness of it to, to express it and say, Hey, this is where I was feeling. This is what mm. I did. You know, that's why I think it's so helpful to people to hear your story. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I, th I think it comes down to, like I keep saying, um, having the why we've heard it before. It's yeah. not unique, but once you do, um, you know, you could either you could either make excuses or not. You could either take responsibility or not. So if and when you're ready for the change, do what you need to to do. We all have a choice in in every moment, in any moment. The choice is ours to do yeah. this, that, or the other thing. You could either make an excuse, do it, or not. I agree. And and I agree with you about the why, you know, being the the big driver of change. Mm. So maybe if I could ask you in, in maybe order of importance or most impactful, what tools or practices or techniques that you, you did to kind of reach this transformation? And I know you've already touched on, you know, launching the podcasts, podcast sure. was a huge builder, but mm -hmm. were there any type of journaling or maybe therapy or coaching or maybe in order of, of, of this worked the most. And then I did this because it sounds like you, you really went to work. Yeah, thanks for acknowledging that. So when I realized that I needed to change something fundamentally, my initial fear was, okay, I'm, I'm ready, but what if I go out on this limb and I start expressing and showing up as powerfully as I think I can be and seeing where that goes? What if those people who I was scared were going to retaliate would retaliate. I said, okay, it's a possibility. I don't want to focus on it, but what if it happens? What can I do going into this? So I don't have to stay up at night thinking, oh, well, what if, are they going to like shoot me down? How am I going to respond to this? So I said, wait a minute, I'll get one person on my team, a mentor, a coach, call it what you will, um, to, to really get in my court and my corner. So if something were to happen, I make one phone call and I can resolve the issue. And I, I looked in my network, in my world, and I said, who could fill that role? Multiple, help me create a brand, build a business, and maybe be there for support, for security. And I found the perfect person to do that. And I hired him and I started working with him at the, at the onset of what became the Hidden Entrepreneur brand and podcast. And that sort of got me taking the step. And once you get your feet wet, you're like, okay, this is okay. This feels good. And you start embracing that confidence. And then I said, okay, what now? Then I found a community online, uh, basically a Facebook group that was, was very like-minded in the personal growth and development space. And just, I just found my way there and I said, this feels incredible. This is a group that I want to uh, identify with and hang out with and sort, you know, it's, it's sort of new. It doesn't bring any of my old elements to it. So let me add this 
to the mix and learn. And from there, I learned really how to, how to, how to embrace meditation. So to this day, meditation is a huge part of what I did. I learned some other core uh, um, uh, strategies to help me up my game, just simple ones with like ways to breathe, ways to get up, ways to journal if you want, ways to exercise, ways to eat right. And I said, well, I can pick this, I can pick that, I can leave that one alone, that really doesn't excite me, I can do this. And then again, it just starts building and you see the results and the effect and you're like, wow, I like this. And I'm, wow, I'm starting to attract the right people. And my show launched and the, the guests were responding in a positive way. And my mentor and I were growing and building something here. And I was getting recognition and value from the community that I was part of. And I had a better relationship with my kids and myself. And I'm like, okay, let me just keep adding yeah. to this and learning and growing. <clears throat> Wow. Wow. Once that momentum starts, it's just like full speed ahead, isn't it? Yeah. And then even to this day, the momentum <clears throat> continues, especially through what we're building with Pod Max, as you experience and everything in and around that. And I have firmly committed because of the time invested and that momentum and my commitment. And I said, I'm going, I'm going to the end with this. I'm just going to go full out and, you know, proudly as often and as much as possible. And then when you expect certain things, you get it, right? You yeah. get what you expect, you get what you focus on. And then that confidence returns and it's building and you're like, I got this. I feel wow. great. That's awesome. That is awesome, Josh. Okay. Maybe tell me about your personal experience with this idea that, uh, again, I, th I think is pervasive. I know I've felt it where we're very concerned with what other people think of what we're doing, who we're being, what we're creating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then at some point we realize, I know I certainly have, that ultimately they really don't care and they're not thinking about that in any way. They're thinking about their own fears and doubts. What's your experience with that oh. idea? That's exactly right. And it you could hit somebody over the head with that concept verbally, and they even may logically get it. Yeah, I know, but it's still mm -hmm. difficult to like get out there to put myself out there. So the way it is, is you have to find your way to, to tiptoe and to venture into that and to do all the work around that. Maybe there's something that I said that I've used as a tool here in this time together that you can embrace and start seeing the momentum and the reality of exactly what you just said, Mark, that nobody really cares about you. They only mm. care about themselves. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to be a big deal. Uh, I, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a book and I titled mm. it The Art of Looking Foolish for, wow. that, for that very reason. Because the idea of the art of looking foolish is just that. How do you come out with something either so powerfully that others are going to say, are you out of your mind which some might say and some will say, that's the art of looking foolish, right? Mm -hmm. Putting what you have out there and like you said, not concerning yourself because to others, you are going to look all kinds of foolish when yeah. you are making the decisions you're making, especially because they don't know what drives you or what your motivation is. So of course you're going to look foolish and silly and scary to them. 
and sometimes to yourself. So how do you balance that? How do you get yourself out there? How do you do the things you need to do without concerning yourself how you look, which is what I said a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. We all know innately and inherently and in our forefront or a little bit deeper in our mind that we know what we're capable of doing. We also know what we should be doing. But too often we excuse it. We're like, oh, I don't know, or I can't. And we give ourselves the out. Yeah. You know what's possible. You know what you are capable of. I'll tell you specifically what it's come down to for me. I carry this coin in my pocket. If you're watching the video or listening, it's this gold coin. I carry it 24-7. It's called, it's, it's, it's a gold coin from the Stoics, Stoic philosophy. And it says, memento mori. Yeah. It's means remember you will die mm -hmm. now some look at this as dark and morbid i and others look at it as uplifting and relevant yeah. right it's not about death it's about living now in it nothing that we do really matters in the grand scheme of things it'll be forgotten before you know it if it's even ever remembered or acknowledged yeah. you just must live your life to the best you can because this is all we have and this coin for me is that reminder i must do as much as i possibly can right now because what what else is there what yeah. else is the purpose my why if i can get my children to know and to see and to feel and to relate to, wow, that, that person we call dad is really powerful or, or special or loving yeah. or amazing or attractive in the traditional sense of the word, attractive to be able to attract others. That's all I want to do for them. So I go out, I put everything I can into what I'm doing. I see as much as I can and say, I'm taking the step. I've also given myself the very real need slash excuse by calling myself the hidden entrepreneur saying full force verbally out loud to everybody who cares to watch that I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to play small. That's what it means. So I can't. So I've given myself that excuse. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know, all of what you're talking about rem reminds me of the hero's journey, which mm. I think we're all on in an individual way. And, you know, like you said, you're showing up in your own way. You're be you're a hero in your own story. And, you, and it may and it's not going to look like other people's hero. It's not going to you're not going to do the things other people do. But I think when we start to individualize our our journey in this human experience, that's when we start to become powerful and we see well, what's make what makes us special what makes us unique and when we're comparing that's just a, a recipe for disaster isn't it yeah you you really can't compare to to anything there's no right there's no real there's no real reason it doesn't do anything but that is a trap isn't it it is i have a I, looking back on what i've what i've done how i've done it and still so much more to go, right? We're always a, a, an evolving piece of work here. I realize that what I've been able to do comes down to a phrase that I call F that noise. Mm. And yes, it has to do with the noise in our head and that we tell ourselves and the words we use about the world around us. But it's also an acronym, N-O-I-S-E, for a five-step process that I've been able to look back and say, well, how did I overcome that 
part of my life and get to what I look at as a significantly better life. You want me to walk you quickly through the five steps? Please do. So basically, F That Noise takes you through five steps, like I said, N-O-I-S-E, that all begin with acknowledging the emotion at heart. So much of what we do is emotion-based, and when we go throughout our day, it becomes habitual. I realize that at, at, at bedtime for my children, no matter where I was emotionally, it would always turn and I'd always get Mm. frustrated. I would get so frustrated with the process every single night. That's an emotion that would trigger because of whatever was happening. Me trying to segue like dinner, let's get to bed and then get them to bed. And our emotions, morning, noon, and night in any situation are mostly habitual. Before we realized what we're feeling, something out here, triggered and we're feeling the emotion. So this process helps you create some space by first acknowledging what in the world is happening. So the first thing, so so this whole process, we're talking about emotions. The first thing you want to do is N, name the emotion. Mm. Sure, you might be dealing with a whole plethora. Find one. What's the overriding emotion that day in and day out just derails you? It is, is it anger, confusion, despair, loneliness, jealousy, frustration? What is that emotion? Name it. Now you're ready to move on to the O, which is own that emotion. It's yours. Make it yours and yours alone. It's not about anybody out here. Well, if they just stopped doing that, well, if this didn't happen, then I know it's yours. Take the power. It's your responsibility. You're going to own that emotion. Now you're ready to move on to the I. Now you are going to identify with it. That's right. It's all yours, isn't it? I am. I am angry. I am frustrated. It's an admission, isn't it? To yourself and yourself alone. Identify with it. Now, with all that in hand, you're ready for the S, which is you are going to sit with it. It could be a few hours, a few days, maybe a few weeks. Doesn't have to take forever. But what you're going to do now after the N, the O, and the I, is sit with it so you can start like a little detective and identify when does it appear? When does it want Mm -hmm. to arise? What's happening? Is it a certain time of day around a certain topic or theme or category of life? Is it around a certain person? What's really making this happen? And what you're doing is you're creating an awareness which helps you create some space and separation between that emotion happening automatically and habitually in your body. So once you do this, you can sort of begin to, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to walk away for a minute or I'm going to avoid this. Or you know what? I see it coming. I'm going to choose to react differently or I'm going to choose to see this differently or interpret it differently or give a different meaning to it because all those things are possible Mm -hmm. and in our own control. So imagine if you did something like that just to change and break this pattern, this habit. Once you start doing that over and over, you'll naturally segue to the E, which is you will evolve Mm -hmm. into the person you've always been. Mm -hmm. Beneath the re- reaction of the of that habitual path you go down, is that what you're at, what you're getting at? 
That's exactly right. Mm, wow. That's awesome. So how long do you, how long does it take of doing that to, to, in your experience, to break that using maybe your example of the putting the kids to bed, how long before you kind of got a handle on it? Well, it, it could take a few weeks mm -hmm. and then it's never perfect, right? Sure. Uh, some things sneak up on you and you'll still, you'll still find yourself in a heightened emotional state. But what's the win there? It's not to say, hey, Mark, I'm absolutely smooth, calm, and collected 24-7 in every situation all mm -hmm. the time. It's not about that. Of course, we all have our ups and downs, and we have our less than ideal moments. But what is it about? When you find yourself on the back end of a moment, eh, maybe you wish you can get back, or you're like, not one of my finer moments. Mm -hmm. What's the point? <clears throat> Instead of staying there like we've all been known to do, you can get yourself out so quickly. So maybe it's a five minute thing instead of a five hour thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a two minute thing instead of a 20 minute thing. And it's like, oh my God, that was not right. I see what I just did there. Um, why did I do that? Oh, this happened. Oh, it got mm -hmm. me again. Mm, okay, now you see it. Now you can say, okay. I see you go back to the drawing board, you figure it out, you understand, and you move on. So that's the win, seeing how quickly you can move on from those less than ideal or desirable moments. Wow. It, it almost seems like there's an undercurrent of, of this idea that we have a choice running through your stories. You know, mm -hmm. you know I've heard other people talk about this, that the reason people don't do any number of things, whether it's change a business idea or change their lifestyle, is that they don't realize that they have the choice to change or they have the ability to make a decision. Would, would you, how do you think about that? I mean, do you think that's kind of at the heart of um, yeah. your, your situation is you made a choice to change? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not only making the choice to change, it's like you said, acknowledging that in every single moment, it's a choice to to carry through and to to figure out what's going to take you to the next moment and on the same maybe it's the other side of the same coin it's knowing that it's all your responsibility too it's nobody mm -hmm. else's fault of what's happening here it's your responsibility tom bill you put it i i'm sure many people put it but i've seen uh I, i've seen him tout this uh, and he's got a shirt and, you know, a phrase that says it. He simply says, everything is my fault. Mm. And that's a trigger to some people. They'll be like, no, 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 you don't know my situation. Okay, I could mm. acknowledge that. But I, I choose, there's that word, I choose to live via that, to say we have choices in everything we do, and it's our responsibility, which means the cousin to that is, I don't want to hear you complain or blame those mm -hmm. two things really, you know, I, I just have no time for that. Cause it's like, okay, get it out. I understand that sometimes we all are like, just, I just want to vent fine. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. You want to vent? Let's go. I need to vent sometimes, but there are certain people that are constant blamers or complainers or some people who don't get like, okay, good. You got it out. Now let's understand what's happening here. Here's what you need to do now. 
You're not just going to sit in this. Now you got to do something, make the choice to change that and, and not let it happen again and grow from it and learn from it and see what's happening. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Be as we get close to wrapping up here, talk about some of the products and services mm-hmm. that the hidden entrepreneur uh, that your your business offers to people. I know you talked about the podcast, but kind of give us mm-hmm. a lay of the land of what content you produce and and how you help people, how you can help people there. So the Hidden Entrepreneur Show started a few years ago. We're reaching almost 200 published episodes, wow. which I'm just I'm just thrilled about because you know I, I didn't. I didn't know where it was going to go and but I had the impression that you know what I'm I'm, I'm probably going to enjoy being a host and it's probably something I could stick with and really grow from and learn from so that's really my personal brand is the podcast and I don't have specific services per se around that brand. I used to, mm-hmm. but uh, a year and a half ago, <clears throat> what I've since meeting Eric and co-founding Pod Max, that's that's the that's the path now. Okay. So so when I go out and I'm on shows, yeah, it's you know I'm I'm Josh Carey. I'm the hidden entrepreneur. But it's it's really to help package and, and talk about PodMax if there's something to connect to it. Because mm-hmm. the, the reason we, we even started this is because separately, and I think you, you get this from my story here, both Eric and I came to the podcast industry separately before we knew each other for a very similar reason. I found working behind this microphone as the, the the path out of a dark, depressed life. So I was able to, to gain confidence, to meet people, to find opportunity, to grow and nurture a business all through the microphone because I'm able to tell my story. I'm able to meet other people with a similar interest. And it's a skill you can improve on. So all those pieces together, I'm like, my goodness, I see what this has done for me on both sides of the mic as a host and a guest. So when Eric has his own version of the story, just everything matched up and we were able to to create PodMax, which is this event around getting on shows and recording shows, but it's so much more than that. We help you Mm -hmm. identify practice and rehearse and communicate your message. We just help, we just use the podcast medium as the vehicle, but it's really to help you, the entrepreneur, the founder who has a meaningful message to share, learn how to, how to best position that message, how to identify that message. What are your sound bites? What are your story points? How are you going to show up? Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? That whole package is significant because we saw what it can do for us. It brought me right out of that life playing small into a much more powerful life that I want to, I want everybody who's listening to be able to say, yes, I want that. And I'm doing that. Wow. It's so interesting that you say that specifically talking about almost as it's almost like a form of therapy that you're talking into the microphone and building confidence. I'll tell you on my own journey, you know, five, six years in now, 
one of the realizations, and I did not know this would happen when I started, but one of the realizations that getting in front of a camera, making a podcast, making a video does allow us to express ourselves. And that's very joyful and it's very healing and cathartic. I didn't think about that when I started. I was thinking about making money and business, again, mm -hmm. building around what I love, but I had no idea. You know, it's it's funny, like you mentioned, we hear things, but we don't know them until we experience them. You know, every er, uh, Jim Rohn said it, right? It's not the success that you attract will be because of who you become, that's not right. anything else. And but But I didn't realize that until looking back and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of personal growth here. And, and I tell people this to this day, I say, hey, I'm kind of a believer now and I'm sold on the, on the idea that everyone should have a YouTube channel. Everyone should have a podcast, even if nobody listens. That's right. right. That's right. It's fascinating. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's the whole, that's the whole reason that PodMax exists because we want to give people that, uh, that opportunity, that, that space for exploration and the playground. A lot of people look at it for, for just that they come and they're, they're able to be themselves. They're able, able to explore. They're able to, to get the confidence and meet the right people and implement the strategy in real time. So Wow. Fully, fully, yes, in, 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 in what you're saying. Yeah. And, and, and like your own journey illustrates where you start on the path may not be where the path goes, right? You start hitting entrepreneur, walk down that path. And of course, you're still walking, but other things emerge and partnerships and collaborations. That's the thing. We never really know where we're going to end up, but we've got to take those steps just on the way, don't we? Yeah, I think that that's one of the one of the most debilitating um, thoughts people can have. We hear all the time that people claim that they want a podcast or they want to grow a business or start a business or do something different, but they are afraid to take that first step. Sometimes they'll just stop there and they'll say, oh, I know what I should do, want to do, can do, but I'm scared out of my mind to do so. Other times, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy how often this comes up. People say, no, I'm not ready to tell my story yet because I have not yet begun developing it, mm -hmm. which is unfortunately backwards because they're looking from the present moment forward when it's all about the present moment back, which mm. when I, when I created what became the hidden entrepreneur by leaving the 10 year business I was growing and just ripped the bandaid off. Cause I said, well, I'm going to leave that toxic relationship. Of course I had no clue where I was going to go or what was going to happen. When the hidden entrepreneur came to me, I said, great, I'm going to start telling the story as it exists right now. I didn't have any future story. I didn't know where I was going to go under that brand, but day one, it's, Hey, guess what? Uh, I'm coming out with something called the hidden entrepreneur. I don't know where this is going, but I'm excited. I'm kind of nervous, but I've made the commitment to myself and a few others that I'm just going to do the things that scare me out of my mind. I just recently left this this old business I had, it was 10 years. Why? Because X, Y, and Z. And we're going down, right? How fascinating is that? That's yeah. the story on day one before I've done anything with a new brand. And then day two, wow, my first full day, 
of Hidden Entrepreneur, I got to say it was a success. Why? Because I made it through. Because I never retreated in fear. All day when I felt that fear coming up, I felt great. Can't wait to see what today brings. I mean, these are videos. These are emails, right? These are newsletters. These are things on your YouTube channel. These are podcasts, right? What I just said are two days of extraordinary content that the people who relate, who understand, who you want to attract are going to say, Oh, yes, man, yeah. go do. I like where this is going. I'm going to watch this unfold. You have a story. It begins right now. Wow. Wow. I couldn't agree with you more, Josh. And, and also that people discount that, you know, they, they don't look at their, their journey and, and it's so unique and so mm. individualized. And there are people waiting to hear it and begging to hear it. But we just poo poo it. Oh, it's, it's the, oh, it, was, it wasn't a big deal. Oh, I haven't done anything great. All these, exactly. we talk ourselves out of it, don't we? Because we think that not the people who need to hear it are going to show up. We fear the, i.e., mm -hmm. the art of looking foolish because we're like, mm, are people going to make fun of me? What are they going to say? Am I going to look silly? Am I going to sound silly? Am I going to yeah. feel silly? Probably if yeah. you continue to think that. <laughs> True. So true. Yeah. Awesome. Josh, this has been so amazing. I, I want to thank you for sharing your, your journey and your story with us. Please. What else? What else do I have to yeah, do? Yeah. You're in your zone. I can tell. <laughs> thank Before you. we wrap up, let me ask you, share where people can find you um, online websites or social, whatever you, wherever you want people to, to check you out. Cause I know they're going to want to learn more. Sure. Well, there's, there's, there's two, two main, two main destinations. My, my personal brand is joshcarry.com. That has my podcast that has the videos that has other things about me as a person that you can learn and other forks in the road there, including a link to the second destination, which is the PodMax vehicle. That's podmax.co. And that'll give you information on who we are and what we do and how we can help. Awesome. And I'll also put those in the show notes beneath this episode at gmarkphillips.com and in the description on YouTube so people can have a fast link there. Again, Great, I, I, I can't thank you enough, Josh. This is awesome. I look forward to uh, seeing what you're going to do in the future for sure. I appreciate that, Mark. Lots of fun. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you.